Hey guys, this is Ed, Paul, and Anna of Current Brand Media, and we are here to tell you a little bit more about our sponsor. Sportsball is a great subscription service geared towards minor league baseball fans. Each box features a different minor league team. You get a box every three months with minor league baseball gear, including different styles of hats like Ed's favorite, the dad hat. The cost is less than $12 a month. Proceeds from each box goes to More Than Baseball, the only nonprofit dedicated to the well-being of minor league baseball players. We all know that Parents' Days are coming up this summer. So if you've got a mom or a dad or a grandma or a grandpa who are particularly difficult to buy for, but you know they're baseball fans, this is the answer, guys. Meet your new favorite team at sportsballbox.com. Is there anybody there? <laughs> That wasn't the intent, but I saw that and like, wow, it, it, it fits. You know, sometimes you get these jerseys for the, you know, the 6'4 pitcher. It's like, it, it's a nightgown. I don't need that. I'm not that tall. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Dad Hat Crew? Ed here. And on this episode, I give you guys Lynn Smith. Listen, she is one of the most funniest and most friendliest person that you will ever meet in the MILB community that we have going on right now, okay? We talked about how she became a fan, her job, um, the coldest game. We talked about, we talked everything, baseball related, her um, her collection that she currently has. So you guys got to, one, guys got to follow her, and two, you guys got to listen to this part one because it is absolutely funny. So guys, without further ado... I'll give you the episode. All right. Well, I want to welcome you guys to yet another episode of the Dad Hat Chronicles. My name is Ed. And with me, I have Lynn. Lynn, I've been looking forward to this for a while now. I'm very excited to have you on the podcast. How are you doing? Oh, just fine. Hanging out in the winters of Iowa. <laughs> we were just talking about that offline. It's like, how was it almost 70 here? And you're like, oh, yeah, it was almost 30. I'm like, <laughs> I don't miss that call at all. All right. So let's get started. You've already been on, on various podcasts. You've been on um, with Anna. With You've been everywhere. You're, you're making the round. So I appreciate that. But I'm going to ask for everybody else. You know, obviously, the very first question that I ask everybody Give me something. How how is it that you know baseball was the one for you? How'd you become a fan? Well, it became more what was what we watching on TV at home yeah. when I was a little kid. We, growing up in Chicago, we'd see the Cubs and the Sox on TV, listening on the radio. And my dad liked football. Mom wasn't so much into that, so football was just sort of like, yeah, whatever. I'd watch, but it wasn't something I could actually do. Right. The baseball, you know, you can hit and throw and, you know, that kind of thing. And I would play softball from time to time in uh, college. I was not on a, you know, it wasn't the official college team, but I took a PE class. Yeah. So, you know, played softball a couple, three times a week. I've been in, uh, when I, my job after college, I was in a uh, kind of a, I don't know, beer league of all the different uh, companies that was in the area. And we'd have, you know, after work, have, you know, games and play. And at the end of a month or two, we had an off, you know, a tournament on the other mm -hmm. side of town. Uh, we, we got, 
we got the first or second game. We didn't win at all, but that's okay. It, it was fun. And, and it just kind of took a liking to it. And when I moved out here to Iowa 20 odd years ago, I found more interest in minor leagues because that was what was so abundant. If I want to mm-hmm. see a major league game, it's a four and a half, five hour drive. Yeah, that's, that's a hike. You know, for me yeah. right now, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, I'm in, I'm in North Carolina. If I have to go to a game, I'll have to go up to Washington or down to Atlanta to watch uh, a major league game. Obviously, you, you know, I don't know if you do it, but like I order the MLB package, you know, now that I can stream, you know, my guardians mm-hmm. uh, on TV. So that makes it a whole lot easier. But, you know, it, it, there's something about about minor leagues, right? That is just you, you get you endear yourself to them you mm-hmm. know it seems a little more innocent i think they're not okay yeah you're always gonna yeah. have a million dollar signing bonus kid or the one that they pick in the you know top 10 that they in- expect will go far and usually does but sometimes not i've seen plenty of first rounders go and that's the end of that <laughs> it's a high a or double a and where'd he go i don't know yeah yeah you're right you're absolutely so, though you're absolutely right about that Yeah. And with this minor league community on Twitter, I've met lots of people and uh, just others that are on Twitter, but not necessarily part of the community. I'm I'm friends with uh, a radio guy, Jesse Goldberg Schrausler, the radio man of Lansing Lugnuts Mm -hmm. that we met when Lansing was in uh, playing some games in the Quad Cities, but the Quad City stadium was flooded. So they had to have Sheesh. their games. The stadium was fine. It was like the access points. You needed a raft to get yeah. into the stadium. The game, the field would dry, but you couldn't do. You couldn't get there. So they moved all the games to University of Iowa Field. It was like, oh great, that's even closer than Des Moines than uh, Davenport. So I was sitting there, and there wasn't very many people. It was a week night in like, <laughs> April, and it was warmed up to about. 45. Well, that's a heat wave right there. Yeah, hot stuff. And uh, <laughs> I was like, wait, I, I don't care about the quad cities. I, I'm kind of into Lansing. I was uh, on my, I caught in a road trip uh, in that season early in 2019 when this was uh, caught their home opener. And I got nice. this funny little free with the ear flaps, the free hat thing. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there wearing my Lansing Locos t-shirt, which on a cold day was stupid, and this furry hat. And here's this guy walking by with his Lansing polo shirt. I was like, go lug nuts. And he's like, what? <laughs> how, how, <laughs> wait a minute. You, you, you're, Lance, you're decked out in Lansing, and there's like 20 other people, and they're all cheering for the River Bandits. And here you're this kind of outlier. What's going on? I'll take your picture. <laughs> there you go. That's how you do it. here today in Iowa City. <laughs> That's how you do it, though. Like, you know, you want to endear yourself to another team, just root for them and see and right. you'll see what happens, especially right. in minor leagues, though. Right. Yeah. I'll toss you a baseball, you wear a hat or something. and That's amazing. I love that. OK, so, you know, obviously, you you know, you've, you've answered a thousand, a ton of questions. So I'm going to try to give you something different. Uh, the, my first question is, uh, tell me the time that you've you've traveled the furthest to watch a baseball game. The point of like the point of the game was for baseball. Um, well, I've done a couple of long trips in the past few years 
probably the longest was the one I went to just earlier this summer was South Carolina caught a Savannah bananas game and then hit all of the South Carolina teams that were playing, obviously the, Mm -hmm. the, the, uh, the Spartan burgers were not because they, of course they still owe me a hat. I just want you, I want to put that out there. (laughs) I bought a hat and they never delivered it. So I'm still a little, I'm still a little upset about it, but it's okay. I, I could have gone over there and looked. <laughs> that was the only team that was like, well, they're not, they're not there, so why bother? But I saw flamingos and I saw blowfish and the all the affiliated teams, the Augusta Green Jackets. I was in the Augusta game. I was actually tapped to do one of their in between inning games. Nice. I had never done that before, so that was kind of fun. It was one of those finish, you know, finish the line of the song. Yeah. And I, I won a prize pack from the, was it truly the uh, uh, sparkling alcohol? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the cocktail oh, things, yeah. truly spiked water or whatever. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Seltzer. That's Seltzer. it. That's <laughs> <laughs> stuff. <laughs> that stuff. Yeah, that skinny can and it's fizzy and flavorful and fruity and yeah. So one one of game pack from Truly and had my first taste of boiled peanuts, which were okay and not exactly the thing that I will sustain on, but it was yeah. Horrible. I'm 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 that's a hard pass on me on the on boiled peanuts. I'm okay without it. I, I'm willing to try just about anything. Yeah, oh, of course. Of- You'll try. I'll try it, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I'll try something, but I'm not going to say, yep, I'm getting this because this is what's up right here. Yeah, I think that the one the one that's for me is a hard pass is a Rocky Mountain Oyster. <laughs> I'm not maybe a teeny, teeny little taste of a corner of one, but. Uh, you know, uh, I'll eat I, boiled I, peanuts first. <laughs> I, what, you know, I, I want you. <laughs> I I'm so tempted because I really want to ask. I was like, why don't you explain to everybody else what <laughs> the Rocky Mountain what oyster is? is? <laughs> it is not an oyster. It is not seafood, and it's it depending upon how it's cooked. It could I, usually it's fried. I've never heard of boiled. Yeah, but it's uh, bull testicles. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I thank my lucky stars that the Rocky Mountain vibe when they had all their name the team contest after yeah. the roulette of what was going on with when the Sky Sox left to become let's see where are they? the missions and then they were this uh, then they I think they ended up being the uh, sod poodles yeah Maybe they were displaced or I don't know how, I don't remember how. Pat Larson explains all that very nicely in one of his hat videos. Of course he does. I mean, it was like, you have two minutes, get this, you know, boom, 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 done. (laughs) And he's good at it too. Yes, he is. So when they, one of the finalists for the name choice was Rocky Mountain Oysters. Yep. And I'm like, please don't. I can just I imagine you're, you've got at that time they, they were rookie, you know, they got zapped from a, a major league baseball yeah. affiliation, mm-hmm. but I can just imagine them pulling up as rookie ball, as what they were before getting some kids from, you know, Puerto Rico, Dominican, wherever that 
don't know English and like what's a what are exactly we? you have to explain. I mean, yeah, a punchy pika might have been hard enough for them. That little 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 rodent creature, like a mouse kind of yep. thing that lives in the mountains. But um, I I didn't <laughs> like, explain that to some poor foreign fellow. <laughs> With a straight face. I mean, you're laughing. So. No, my God. It's just, I, I remember when I first found out and I just like from that moment on, I thought it was the most hilarious thing in the world, you know, mm -hmm. when people talk about it. But yeah, it's uh, it's something different for sure. You know, um, they, they okay. have them at Coors Field. They, they, <laughs> I, they, they can keep them there. Vibes. I, they, they might have them at the Vibes Ballpark. I don't know. I haven't. I wasn't looking for them when I was last there last summer two ago. Yeah. So, I, um, so there, I wasn't looking. No, I, it's not something you're going to go out out of your way to go ahead and check it out. Mm -hmm. No, uh, don't find it at Safeway either. Exactly. <laughs> <Grove> <laughs> All right. What is the coldest game you've ever attended? Uh, coldest game, probably. Yep. There've been some chilly ones in like early season for the Colorado Rockies. Yep. Uh, I was at a opening day here in the Quad, Quad City River Band. It's like April like fifth or eighth or something like that, and there was light snow. Oof. So that was kind of nippy. Oh gosh! In about twenty sixteen, seventeen, something like that, I was in Minneapolis, St. Paul for a conference Ooh. in spring. And we went to a Twins game against Tampa Bay, and it snowed. And after about the second or third <laughs> inning, we're all clamoring for hot cocoa. We were under where we were sitting; we were undercover, so we weren't getting snowed on. And it wasn't so heavy enough snow that they stopped the game. No, it was, it was just, just yeah, exactly light and annoying. They playing Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay absolutely absolutely whipped them. <laughs> like something like nine two or so it's a total thrashing of the team that's in the win you know you'd figure the the alleged namby pamby summer place right. in the dome would you know get their little frostbite and not play well and lose <laughs> to the twins but that was not the case after about the third inning they were playing christmas songs in between innings that's hilarious and some guy dressed as Santa, they found him on the camera and they put him on the big screen. So periodically you'd be hearing the Holly Jolly Christmas or Ho Ho song and, hey, look, at Santa on the big <laughs> screen. And then you try to figure out, oh, he's under the Minnesota sign or, oh, he's down by the third base in the Budweiser Plaza or, where, you know, find Santa as the Christmas song was playing in the background. It was funny. Oh my oh, god! Cold and funny at the same time. Uh, I, but at least it's it's is is uh, is original, right? During the middle right. of spring, mm -hmm. right? You don't hear Christmas songs in April. You do not. I you did. do not. I don't know what you hear, but it's not. It isn't Christmas. Maybe Easter. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I remember what I think it was like a home opener for the guardians uh, Indians at, at that time. And it was absolutely brutal cold. It was one of those. It's like, you know, we were there and then about 
about fifth or sixth inning, my wife finally said, yeah, I, I can't. We got to go. We're Luckily, going. I was parked on the uh, in the parking garage across the street from from the parking uh, from mm-hmm. the from the park yeah. uh, progressive field. So like I put her in the car, I turned the car on and then I went outside and I watched the rest of the game from <laughs> from the parking garage. There you go. So I, I remember in the yeah. World Series when they went, that was brutal. That was brutal as well. Like, I mean, a cold baseball game. And if they're yeah. losing, especially, it is even more miserable at that point. Yeah. You know, at the point you just like your feet get cold. And it was like, I'm, you know, once my feet are cold, that's it. I'm toast. Yeah, yeah it's just, over. I can't take it. I'm done. <laughs> uh, okay. So you are obviously uh, a collector, right? Like you like to collect, you know, uh, obviously we follow each other on Twitter and Instagram. You do your, uh, a lot of jerseys uh, recently, which by the way, uh, for this interview, you, you, uh, you pick the, um, the fire frogs, you know, RIP fire frogs, Copa. Um, you know, what, what made you decide to say, you know what, I'm just going to start collecting and here we go. I, I don't know. I think it just, there was a Jersey that I think probably the first one was, uh, the Brandon Boggs batting practice Jersey from the Clinton Lumber Kings. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, cool. Here's a, you know, I never thought about, Oh, I'm going to you know go to this game. I'm going to start a collection and just be, Ooh, ooh you know, that was yeah. not, that wasn't the intent, but I saw that and I'm like, wow, it, it, it fits. You know, sometimes you get these jerseys for the, you know, the six, four pitcher is like, it, it's a nightgown. I don't need that. I'm not that tall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very tall. So I thought, wow, this is a neat thing. I, I'm yeah. going to buy this. It was, you know, fairly reasonably priced. I don't know, 40, 50 bucks, something like that. No, oh, that's not bad. But I can wear this and then I'll look more cool than just wearing a t-shirt at the game. Mm-hmm. And then picked up another couple replicas from, you know, one from the Colonels, their batting practice jersey, and one from the uh, then swing of the Quad Cities. Mm-hmm. I like they had I love that a logo with the baby blue and this orange saxophone with a yeah I remember that yeah it's a really cool look mm-hmm. so that kind of started with and Brandon's was real but the other ones were replicas and I was like wait a minute this and then they'd have these specialty jersey nights and you know Star Wars or you know oh, whatever theme and yeah so I think you know after those few replicas i started picking up the uh the uh game worn you know that day you win you know you yeah. bid on it and so often there's usually one player that doesn't have any bids on it or he maybe he just got promoted up to the team and nobody knows who he is or you know it's like everybody's bidding for mike trout or randall gritchick or byron buxton and I don't want to spend $300 for that. No, yeah, neither like, do I. Okay, um, I could, and they're going to charity. So I'm like, okay, I can bid on this one. That's 75 minimum bid that has no bids or that one that, because it's Mike Trout's might be worth something. So I don't buy it for speculation. I don't expect any of these to be any more valuable than the day I paid for it. Mm-hmm. Especially some of them that 
I, you know, get into a bidding war, there was a few that was like, I really want that. Get out of my way. Right. I have this high bid. I don't care. I'm going to bid. I'm going to outbid you no matter what. And I did. <laughs> that, you're you're playing it smart. So when when somebody asks, hey, do you have collector, you know, do you collect cards of the players? And I was like, well, out of the 58 jerseys I have, I tallied it up. Eight of the players went on to the big leagues. Wow. Uh, those eight, uh, two or three, like Brandon Boggs, he was several years ago, but he wasn't exactly a big famous guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Granite. I think he's last I looked, he's playing for the high point rockers. Oof. You know, it was a cup of coffee kind of guys. Yes. And it's right down the street right here. Like not too far from me. High point rockers. Yeah. PJ Higgins is one that he had some time with the Cubs and they, they released him. And I don't know, I haven't seen if he's landed anywhere yet, but he was That's... their backup catcher. So I, the only one of any real prominence. Mm-hmm. And at the time, he you know his only claim to fame at that instant was he was Mid- Midwest League Player of the Week the week I bought the jersey. Yeah, the fellow named Gene Segura. What? I have that. So that's probably the high. You know, that's the big woo woo of the collection. But that's pretty cool, though. Yeah. But you know what? It- though I respect I respect what you do. Right. Because you're like, I'm one, I'm going to support the team Two, you're going to support a charity. So, you know, and, and let's be honest, like, you know, as a player, even if someone bids, it makes you feel good that at least someone bid on, on that Jersey. So you're, you know, our players, a lot of the times we look at players making our day, but what we don't realize is by doing something like that, you're probably going to be making their day because you're like, hey, somebody actually bought my Jersey. Yeah. And at the time, you know, back pre-COVID, when you won the jerseys, except for maybe one or two teams, you'd actually go onto the field after the game and meet the player and they'd sign the jersey and you could do your little photo op. And that was just all really cool. Yeah. Now it's pretty much, you know, go down to the concession stand, booth, table, whatever, at the end of the third base and at the end of the game, we'll bring it to you and you never see the guy again. Yeah. Or you make a point to go the next day wearing the jersey and say, hey, look, I won your jersey. Can we do a picture? Yeah, absolutely. And I've done a couple of those. That's smart. Very smart. That's, that's you know, what you can, you know, that's the best you can do. I didn't, there was the, the one jersey, the last one I bought of the year, I bought a bunch this year and I wasn't playing. I keep saying, I think, no, no, stop, stop. <laughs> you have <to> really- <laughs> Look at my wall. I understand right. this. I, you have, but you have a daughter that can inherit all this. I have nobody to give it to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my, I don't know where my, my uncle, my nephew is somewhere in Florida. You don't know where, whatever. <laughs> so I got no one to give it to. So what am I going to do with all this? What am oh, I going to we'll do? Ma- we'll create, y'all create a museum yeah, for all your stuff. I'll, I'll give my bobblehead, my little, I don't know, 20 or 30 bobbleheads to the bobblehead museum up in Milwaukee. There it is. Have those. Because some of those are minor league oddball things or even major league, you know, oh, what was one? It's uh I think Ryan Terrio from the Cubs as a fisherman. Nice. Uh, one of the Colorado Rockies players as a Jedi or one of those Star Wars heroes. I'm a fan character. of that. I like that. 
some of those. So that's pretty cool. Bobblehead Museum is always cool just to go see. You see, yeah, you know. it's fun. And right across the street from there is a Broken Bat Brewing Company. There we go. See, now we're talking. Perfect. Bobbleheads and beer. What else that, can what Hey, can listen, be baseball and beer. Ain't nothing wrong with mm-hmm. that. Right. Absolutely. Um, okay. So you collect jerseys, you collect bobbleheads. Uh, what is something that you collect that not a lot of people know that you collect? In terms of baseball stuff or sure. Or anything. At this uh, point, whatever. Is anything that you collect? When I was a kid, I collected seashells. Really? I would actually buy them from stores because I was in Colorado. We It's landlocked. There's no beach yeah. there. <laughs> no matter how Rocky Mountain vibey you get. <laughs> no, right. You're, there's no water. There's no, there's no sea there. There's no, there's no seashells. But That's I do, awesome. I have three cereal boxes from uh, whatever company made the cereal. I can't read it. It's upside down. <laughs> uh, after the Cubs won the World Series in 2016. Really? They made cereal and I'll show you the boxes. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. When cereal, I ate those. So they have Grandpa Rossi Crunch. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. That's amazing. Grandpa Rossi Crunch. There was a Zobris something. A Ben Silver's, uh, uh, that's hilarious. Zorilla Crunch. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not Ben Silver's. It is Zorilla Crunch. Oh, Zorilla that's like um. Crunch. Oh, yeah, God, what that? Uh, what's that cereal that you that looks like that? Uh, oh it's my God. Like, this one was kind of like Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms. That's what it is. The Rossi Crunch was kind of frosted cornflakes, and the third candidate of the set. Rizzo's, of course, and Cheerios. Yeah, (laughs) but they very carefully doctored. They left the number, but they very you know obliterated everything else. Yeah, anywhere you know on the. That's funny. Cubs logo is for Grandpa Rossi is an R. Yeah, I saw that (laughs) the three right there. Yeah, I love that they have the the ivy in the back, which is hilarious. And then on the side, they have a, the stati- you know, like a baseball card, all uh, of the stats on the side, and then like the nutrition on the other side. Rizzo had some of his went to a chair, some local Anthony Rizzo charity. Found oh, that's cool. Thing. And they were from uh, Jewel Osco. I was like, okay. I was in Chicago for, oh, probably uh, Chris Kindle Market mm-hmm. after the world, you know, this was in, you know, November. So it was three, about three weeks later a month later and presto i heard about him i was like oh where's an oscar where's a jewel store downtown in the loop oh i didn't buy this <laughs> you know it's funny because obviously that's the time where um you came out on the wrong end of that <laughs> i came out on the wrong end uh it, it, it hurt i'll say that but it didn't it wouldn't hurt as much it didn't hurt as much if it was somebody else. Like if, it, you know, so if it was, if it was a different team, you know, yeah. national league team, it would, that one Dodgers. would have stung more. Right. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Like the Dodgers. Right. Then I would have been Mets. like, yeah, uh, <laughs> not cool. The Mets not cool. Right. Yeah. But because it was the cause because of the history. Right. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, they've been in through a slump, like we're yeah. in a slump, like uh, we're serious. Mm-hmm. Like us still are. 
that one, you know, I was okay. Yeah. Even though I wasn't, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So for me personally, there was something kind of magical about the year 2016 because it was, I'd gone to Hawaii earlier in October, but prior to that, uh, that was the year the White House Historical Association selected Herbert Hoover to focus on. So they did a, with the Nationals, they did a Herbert Hoover bobblehead. They had the racing Herbert Hoover running along with uh, Washington, Jefferson, Teddy, and. Uh, That's cool. So that, you know, he was a racing president. So I was like, oh, I want to see that. And I got a, t- a back backstage tour of the West Wing from a friend that was working with the transition team with the National Archives to get Obama's papers and all of his White House records out because his he had lost, you know, he didn't run in 16. It was, you know, the election was yeah, he already yet. Yeah, it, it, yeah. when I was there in September, it hadn't happened yet, but he was leaving. So there's no point in, you know, we don't, ha- we don't have to worry about, are you leaving? You are. So we're part of the records management teams to get your material, your stuff out, yeah. presidential gifts and all that stuff out. That's cool. So I was and part of our tour. We're sitting in this one office that used to be the vice president's office in the thirties and forties. Mm-hmm. And, this is where we got news that Pearl Harbor was bombed in this, you know, in this room. Oh, we're wow. sitting in the, in the West Wing of the, the uh, Eisenhower building. Yeah. The White House, that real super ornate thing. So he's telling us about, you know, how this was the office that used to be built it and it was the where they first got, where the government first got word of the bombing. Yeah. And thinking, you know, in about three weeks, I'm going to be in Pearl Harbor. Oh my God. That was cool. So three weeks later, I'm at Pearl Harbor. And then three weeks later, the Cubs are in the world series. The last time they were in the world series was in 45. My dad was at that time, probably listening to that. He was stationed in Pearl in Hawaii during the war. That's cool. So all of this funky. Yeah. Activity. When I when I landed in in Oahu, one of the first things I did in Honolulu was meet up with some students of the University of Hawaii. So they gave me a sweatshirt with the UH logo on it. That's so, cool. And jump ahead. So now we're in October. The Cubs in the car and the Cleveland is in the World Series. I get called as a, to help with an with the unpacking of the or to observe. I didn't actually do yeah. anything except watch, but observe the unpacking of the first two semis of white house material to the place that they had dis- they had set up in suburban chicago yeah of obama's materials and i made a point the first day to wear that university of hawaii t-shirt yeah sweatshirt partly because it was a cool day so i thought you know they're not these college kids aren't going to be there, but I can vicariously exist through exist for them through this shirt. Yeah. And then we had, you know, the afternoon had some free time. So I went down into the city to the uh, art Institute and posed with this Hawaiian, sh- with this you Hawaii shirt in front of those lions that they have in the art that had a ginormous Cubs hat. Uh, the White Sox were in the World Series in 05. They made these giant socks hats when the 
Bears were in the Super Bowl, they made a helmet of they decorate the those two lions. That's awesome. The hat, the hat cap of the day. I don't know what they did with the, I suppose they had some kind of a bulls hat because mm-hmm. basketball doesn't necessarily they don't automatically don't need headgear. True. Basketball doesn't, but they must have done something. I mean, they had six times. <laughs> they had six opportunities to dress up the lions. Right. So, I mean, Michael Jordan, you know, that right. guy was had to do a something. jerk. Right. <laughs> so that's awesome, though. Like, so I mean, 2016, there's just so many like, connect the dots into some sort of celestial, funky story. I just wish it would have stopped at the World Series. I'm just saying. <laughs> I just wish it would have stopped there, the celestial yeah. connection, and then or I would have been okay. Team, maybe if it was not the Cleveland, if it wasn't, if it was like I don't know the Yankees or something. Oh, trust me, if it was, I'd be extra happy if we'd beaten the Yankees. Oh, so would I. I mean, I would. I, I know we have some friends that are Yankee fans. Sorry, mm-hmm. Donnie. Um, yeah. but you know, I, 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 you know, I, I will root against them. You know. I will root against the Mets. I will, and not that I'm like I have a vesting interest. Like I'm not gonna hate. I don't hate any team because there's no yeah. point in hating, right? I mean, it's just that's right. just way too much negative energy that you're using for something that doesn't really matter to you at the. Because tomorrow I'll wake right. up and they're still gonna be millionaires and they're gonna have their own good <laughs> life. We'll still hear about Arson Judge and all of his home runs. And- exactly. So it doesn't really matter. I hope you guys enjoy this episode with Lynn. Now, this is only part one now, okay? Part two is next week. And between now and then, what I need you guys to do is one simple thing. I need you guys to be following Lynn, okay? I did put her uh, Twitter uh, handle on the show notes so you guys can follow her, okay? Now, the last thing here is, is the dad joke of the episode. So here it is. What's a baseball player's least favorite Star Wars movie? The umpire strikes back. All right, I see myself out, guys. And until then, keep on grinding and always support the minor leagues. See ya. This podcast is part of the Curved Brand Media Network. Here are some of the other members of Curved Brand Media. Hi, this is Ed Rivera of the Data Chronicles. Join me as I interview people just like you and players, coaches, GMs on the path that led you to become a fan of the sport. I'm Paul Caputo, and on the Baseball by Design podcast, I talk to minor league baseball teams, designers, and other super interesting people about what these minor league baseball logos mean. And I talk a little bit about ice cream helmets. What's up, Bucketheads? I'm Anna DiTomaso, and each week on the Baseball Bucket List podcast, I speak with a different fan about their favorite baseball memories, what the game means to them, and what's left to check off on their baseball bucket list. Hey guys, this is Patrick Larson from the Minor League Baseball Hat History Series. And in every episode, I go through the history of minor league teams through my personal collection of hats. You can find me on Twitter at at PatLarson1. I hope you guys enjoy. This is Patrick. And Corey. Of BaseballMapper.com. And we have made an interactive map to help highlight all baseball teams from the majors down to collegiate summer leagues. We want to bring you closer to baseball. So get on the site and find a team near you today. Learn more about Curve Brim Media at curvebrimmedia.com.